Welcome to Explore to Evolve, the travel show to inspire you to make your life the best adventure. I'm your host Vivi and in this episode we're talking about how taking pictures can change your travel experience. Our guest today is Paula Ivy. She's a visual and vibrational storyteller. She's a podcaster on the Wild Rose and she is the selfie queen. In season one, your episode was the second most listened episode. Yay, go us! <laughs> I'm really excited that you're back. You're all about photography. Your pictures are gorgeous. We want to talk about how photography can change your travel experience. I love this topic because it really can. And we did the lap of Australia, which I talked about last time when I was on your podcast, baby. And we did that 2019 and 2020. So we got back literally just before, like it was, it was a week before the whole world like had to isolate. (laughs) It was crazy. Like it was legit just one week. My husband went back to work like two days after we got back because we like traveled for as long as possible <laughs> he went back to work for like two days and then he's like okay we're not going into the office anymore like this thing's like kind of a bit serious so we went from like full-time travel life to not being able to do anything which was kind of crazy but also my mentality around like taking photos hasn't changed it's still the same whether I'm traveling or whether I'm not and I think a big part of that is because I've been taking photos since I was a kid and really been obsessed with storytelling in photos and I know when we traveled Australia and we did the lap like when we did it there was quite a few people doing it, but right now it's like super trendy to, to travel around Australia. Like there's so many people doing it, which is amazing because when we were doing it, I'm like, everybody should do this. This is so good. But now everybody is doing it. So we're actually just about to plan another month's travel before we move house again. And I know I'm so excited, but like what we've realized is we've had to push back when we're actually going to go because the places that we wanted to go are booked out. I'm like, this didn't happen when we were traveling Australia. Like you could just rock up and be like, hi, we're here. Can we stay? And they're like, yeah. So now it's like you have to plan everything in advance. So it's great that everybody's doing it. But then at the same time, I'm like, oh, it's kind of not like interesting and unique us doing this anymore. (laughs) Now everyone is doing it, right? Yeah. (laughs) Now everyone's doing it. But it's great because traveling is is awesome. But when we traveled, what what I noticed was the way people would take photos and it was so different. You know, whenever I would take a photo somewhere, I really would get into what I call a traveler's mindset when I take photos, which is I'm very present and I take in the surroundings, whether I've been there before or not. If I've already been there before and this helped, you know, through the pandemic and through like not being able to go anywhere and still taking photos like this. And even before we traveled and our our lifestyle wasn't traveling, I still took photos like this and that helped me to manifest us traveling, which was amazing, was the traveler's mindset. So if I'm going somewhere, you know, if I'm taking photos and I've never been somewhere before, I go into like, you go into a real present state. You're like, oh my God, look at this and look at that. That's so beautiful. Like you take in a lot more of your surroundings and you pay more attention to what's going on and you take in the details of things. And this is how I love to take photos. You know, when we traveled, we quite often looked at Instagram for ideas of places to go. 
And you know, when you go and you look through Instagram and you get to a certain place, you're like, this place looks cool. And then you look at all the photos and all the photos are the same. And everybody's like taking the exact same photo. Yeah. And there's like the influencer type photo of that place. And so I was like, this is really cool. Okay. A lot of people go, go there. This is where people typically take a photo and how they've taken a photo. And I take that into consideration. You know, sometimes my husband would be like, oh, we need to take this specific photo. Look at it. It's so cool. Like I want to go experience that, which is amazing. And I love photography for that. But then when you go, I also love to look at how else can I tell this story? Like what's my experience of being in this place? How does it make me feel? What do what catches my attention? And you know, it's it's cool to look at what photos other people are taking because it can give you ideas, but it's also like, you know, people people might have taken this same photo because it's like the best spot to take photos as well, which is amazing to see that. But at the same time, it's like, how else can I take a photo of my experience in this place? And you could also tell when you were in a place that was popular and there was quite a few people there, you could tell who was taking photos for the Instagram photo and who was taking photos because they were just like, oh my God, this place is amazing. Like there's a different thing you can see. And I know a lot of travel influencers and people who are travel like bloggers and vloggers, when they get to a certain state and they're like a certain level, so to speak, and they're, you know, getting sponsors or they've got a certain audience or, you know, their travels are starting to pay for what they do. Sometimes it can shift to like, I only go to the places to get the photo and they kind of miss out on the experience then. And I'm like, I'm traveling because I want the experience. Like, yeah, it'd be cool to be able to be like, yeah, I get paid to travel. Like that would be awesome. But I don't ever want to lose that. You know, and technically I did get paid to travel because I continued working as we traveled and I did workshops all around Australia and everything, but I didn't want to lose that. It's kind of like that childlike wonder when you step into a place and you're like, oh yeah, I like this. This is pretty. Oh my gosh. Look how great that is when you look at it from this angle and look at like this and even going to the same spot at different times a day was really, really cool. Cause you're like, oh my God, we came here in the morning and it was amazing. But now in the afternoon, look how much it's changed with like the colors and the light and, and all of that and the shadows. So I think for me, travel photography is, I really lean into the storytelling and how I'm feeling and what experience I'm having and how I can capture that versus trying to get the, the photo that, you know, Instagram would love and all the people out there would love. Cause like, especially traveling a lot a lot of the times you only go to that place probably once in a lifetime like there might be some places you go to again and again but you know for us traveling around Australia I was like a lot of these places we won't ever come to again like Cape York at the very top of Australia like that was a hectic journey to get up there I remember that story (laughs) oh my gosh okay so I also have a podcast called The Wild Roads with Chandelier and Vivi came on for an episode and we shared some really embarrassing travel stories that was so cringy. <laughs> I had something to share. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, you guys podcast. I love your podcast and like how real you guys are. And it's just like literally just like laughing the whole time. <laughs> It was. That was a great episode. <laughs> that was. If you want to know behind the scenes of what travel life is really like. Oh my goodness. And it's so funny because 
most people always look at the Instagram pictures and they're like, travel is so romantic. It's so beautiful. Look at all these. And if you're actually traveling, it's not (laughs) really romantic at all. No, you see, because that's the thing. Like you see this final image and people get ideas from other people and they're like, okay, I'm going to go to this place. I'm going to wear this dress. I'm going to look like this. You know, I'm going to have this sort of feel and vibe about it and yet travel can be really romantic you have moments you have this deep love and this deep like appreciation and gratitude for what's happening but it doesn't always look like you know ball gowns on a beach (laughs) with a giant wave crashing behind you with this like romantic scene or like you know on top of a mountain and just like you know perfect weather and all of this sort of stuff like a lot of it is like you're dirty, you're dusty, you're sweaty, you you don't know what's going to happen next. Something has popped up and you're like, holy crap, I've never had to deal with anything like this before. How do I move through this? Like, what, what do we do here? And a lot of it's like, you know, breaking cars over <laughs> when you're driving <laughs> off road. It's like, crap, how do we get to the next town when this is broken on a car? Like, it's stuff like that. And that's kind of like the everyday stuff. And then those photos that you see is kind of like just a slither, just a moment. And so for me, it was really important to capture like the whole experience. With the dirtiness and the messiness. So you also, because I always feel like when you come back, that's where the romanticizing of the story happens, right? Like Mm. the memories of the story kind of is what makes the story more romantic rather than being in the story. And yes, you can have romantic moments, but most likely your whole journey of no matter if it's a week or a month or a year, the whole thing is not going to be romantic. (laughs) This is so true. Do you know what? That's so true. Like take Cape York, for example. So if you don't know Cape York, it's like the very tippy top of Australia, far North Queensland. It's like the little pointy bit. You have to go off road to get up there. It's like, oh, it's dusty. It's dirty. It's like not dirty, dirty, but like, it's just like, it's just a lot of dirt on the ground. Like there's creeks and stuff. There's crocodiles, there's snakes, like giant python type things that can eat baby crocs. And like, there's like a lot of wildlife. It's really dusty. It's really dry. It's really hot. It's amazing. It's beautiful. But like you yourself, the person are dirty a lot of the time, like you just covered in thick layers of red rock dirt and like just sweat and all of that. And I remember while we were doing it, I was like, this is intense. I want this mm-hmm. to stop. Like, are we at the end yet? Have we made it to the top yet? And it takes a few days to get up there. And like, we spent two weeks going up and coming back. And it's like, Every day I had a moment of like, oh, my God, I just want to be like swimming in a pool in like, you know, one of the fancier caravan parks right now, not camping on a tent on the ground where there's, you know, dingoes and wild pigs and crocodiles and snakes. I want to have a hot shower. (laughs) I want to have a shower. Like that was what was going through my head. And like we are going on all these off-road things and they were intense and I had to walk through creeks and like, It was just incredible, incredible experience. And I'm so happy we did that. But I remember at the time I was like, this is hard. Mm -hmm. This is so hard. Like it was so worth it, but it it challenged like your nervous system, your belief system, (laughs) your mindset, like (laughs) everything. everything. And doing it with two small kids as well was like another, another challenge in and of itself. But like, I remember when we got back, I had this feeling of like, 
I'm glad that's done, but I'm so happy I did it. Like I'm proud of myself and I'm proud of us for doing it. And it felt so amazing to like accomplish that. But I remember like, I was like, I don't have to do that again. But now it's so interesting you say that, but now I look back at photos and I romanticize. I'm like, oh, I would so love to do Cape York again. Look how beautiful the water was. Look at us at the top of Australia against the side and how happy we were. And like, look at this memory and look at that. Memory. And like, now that I'm like talking with it, you again, I'm like, that's so what happens. Cause I just remember going, oh my God, <laughs> what are we doing? I relate to that so much. I remember on our first portaging trip and for everyone that doesn't know portaging, it's literally like you're backpacking with a canoe, right? Like you're on the lake canoeing and whenever you can't canoe anymore, when the lake stops, you carry your canoe and your backpack and all your things (laughs) and your food and your tent and your sleeping bags and all the things you need and you walk until the next lake. So after a week of literally an extreme adventure, the whole group I was with were like, we're never doing this again. I'm dead. This was the worst experience ever. And me, knowing what I know, I literally laughed at them. I'm like, I know you're saying this now, but next year you're going to be like, oh, that was so amazing. Let's do it again. And what happened? A year later, we were like, it was so good. Let's do it again. (laughs) (laughs) And during the time, second time around it was even more intense because we were caught in rain it was in summer but it was still like 13 degrees it was freezing cold we got drenched in water everything was wet the path was wet for the next three days literally mud getting into our boots every single day we were slipping and sliding with carrying the canoe like it was a complete disaster but it was an incredible trip and I would do it again a hundred million times (laughs) Plus, we were getting eaten by mosquitoes and we had literally, I'm not joking, I wasn't even able to count the mosquito bites anymore because there were so many. Oh, my God. It's so funny because I also remember there was a, you know, over in Western Australia, it's very windy over there at certain times of year. And they they nicknamed Western Australia WA windy always like it's just it's always windy there. Well, you get some nice days, but like majority of the time, it's pretty windy over there. And I remember just some days I'm like, can the wind just stop, please? <laughs> like, I can't do wind. I can't do wind. Like, it's okay for a day or two, but then if it's like weeks on weeks of just like high volume wind and like living in a camper van that's oh, like God. half caravan, yeah. half tent, and it's like moving around and stuff. And it's just like, I just want the noise to stop. <laughs> like, I just want to go outside and not be like blown away every time I go outside. But then I find myself fantasizing about moving to WA. <laughs> like, it'd be so nice to live over there. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it's so funny that like how we forget about the hardship and we literally just remember the beautiful moments. So mm. sometimes we have to think twice about moving to a place that we literally enjoyed because we actually enjoyed that much while we were there (laughs) (laughs) i love this so true this episode is sponsored by my travel planner kaylee who bought a travel planner took five minutes at the end of every travel day to answer the questions of the day which helped her not only preserve these beautiful moments she had just experienced on her travel but also made her notice how much she experienced on her travels and how much more of herself she started to understand and learn because she was using the travel planner. 
By using the weekly review, she was able to identify what she did and didn't love about her travel and the way she traveled and it helped her make adjustments that just led to a deeper and more fulfilling experience abroad. My Travel Planner is the perfect gift for all travels, birthdays and Christmas. Available on Amazon. You can find the link in the show notes. One thing I wanted to ask you is I've noticed it especially in Bali, you know, Bali is such a popular place. So many people come, take Instagram pictures, like it's super spiritual, super Instagrammy, all the things. But as you said, so many people come, just take the pictures and leave. Mm. So I was there with my friend who is a special like drone specialist. So he takes incredible drone footage. He does documentaries. He works for Netflix, like all the cool stuff. As it's part of his job, he's like taking the pictures and he's taking pictures of me and I'm taking pictures of him. And there came a time where I was like, okay, we got to take, put all the phones, all the equipment away and literally just enjoy it. But then we notice it takes us so much time to be in a place that you can't do the whole thing that you want to do anymore <laughs> because it you're does. taking the pictures and you're trying to be present. So what would you recommend to someone that is like, okay, I want to take the pictures because I want to have the memory and I want to, you know, create the story. And, but I also want to be present and enjoy the moment. What would you, what, what kind of advice would you give? So This is so interesting. I was talking about this with a friend who travels a lot as well because she found the same thing. And what I did when we travelled Australia was I focused on taking the photos that I wanted to have first and foremost as the memory, as like this was my experience here. And I find that, you know, so, so many people say, oh, I wanted to be present so I didn't take the photo. And this is where I say get really good at taking photos because it will become a natural thing for you, like a muscle memory. So when I take photos, I don't have to really think about setting stuff up, where the best angle is going to be, where the best lighting is, because for me, you know, my camera is like an extension of my hand at this point. I take photos so often that like I just pull it out and I I just do my thing and I can change the settings as I'm taking photos. And it actually allows me to be more present in the moment because I'm paying more attention to the details. I'm paying more attention to how do I feel in this moment? What am I experiencing and how do I capture that in an image? And I allow it to be more of a free flow thing where I've got my camera in my hand just ready to go when I walk into a place. And I pick it up and I take a photo and then I keep walking and then I take another photo and then I keep walking. And then, so for me, it's really important to walk into a place and experience it and feel into it and take some photos. And then I decide, okay, you know, being a self-portrait photographer doesn't mean that I don't, like I only take photos of myself. Like I take photos of the actual place of my husband, my kids, who else is there, the way that it feels like that sort of thing to really, really feel into the place. And then I will decide where I want to take a photo of myself. I don't get obsessed over taking the photo. I don't get obsessed Mm -hmm. over, you know, oh, I have to take great photos because this is my brand. Like, yes, it is my brand. Like me taking photos of myself is what I do. Like that's how, what I teach people. It's like a big part of my business and it's important for me to do that. But at the same time, I don't try to make that perfect. And I think that's why a lot of people love to learn from me is because I really help you to embrace who you are, where you're at, how it feels for you. And then how do you then express that into an image? It can be so addictive, I suppose, to, especially when you're posting things on the internet and you get a certain response for certain types of photos 
to keep wanting to do that over and over again because you're like yeah but people like this and like I do it for the people and like this is like it's of service and it, it is all those things but at the same time what's of service is what's fueling your soul and what bringing your life force energy out in you that's of service and how do you document that is my question instead of looking at like how do I take the photo that's going to be like, oh my gosh, now everybody wants to take this photo because it's like the best photo that you can take here and all of that. I really feel like, you know, your life force energy coming through in a photo is a way to help do the storytelling. It's a way to help people to to really feel something when they look at your photos versus trying to make it look flawless and trying to, you know, take the photo that you've seen other people take. And I've seen photos of really monumental places and people are like how do you take photos with no other people in the photo and ask questions like that and they're like oh we just wait until like people move or we photoshop them out and all of that sort of stuff and like yeah that can be amazing and sometimes I'm like oh like I want to take this photo but there's like a bajillion people here <laughs> and it gets frustrating yeah but at the same time it's like you've got to let that go like not be so perfectionist with it and create because it feels good for you and know that like when it comes from that space of like this is how it felt for me and this was my perspective of going to this particular place and this is what I saw and this is how it felt for me and knowing that that will be an amazing service for people not just people saying the same thing over and over again because they're like yeah I've seen that shot I've seen that shot is it in Turkey with the balloons the hot air balloons yes. the people standing on top of that like that one I've seen that photo a million times I've seen it by like a bajillion different people like there's even places in Australia that I've seen the exact same photo over and over again and I'm like if I took that photo and put it up there it's like you just get lost in that sea of all the people that have taken that exact same photo you know it's great to and I'm a big advocate for making sure that when you get dressed for the day that you adorn yourself in clothing that makes you feel beautiful and that makes you feel amazing and you know photographs well I'm all for that but also while you're camping full-time and traveling full-time you know you might be wearing dirty dusty clothes You might not have a ball gown that you can pack in your backpack for the day and, you know, take a photo of it in an amazing spot. That would be incredible. Yes. But like, keep it easy on yourself. Like photograph yourself in the clothes that you're in and make it work with your energy versus like trying to make it big and grand and beautiful. But then at the same time, if you've got an extra day in a place, you're like, I'm going to go back to my favorite place and I'm going to dress up and I want to take this photo. Like if you've got the extra time, go and do that. But don't sacrifice your experience for trying to take the photo that you think the world is going to appreciate because you're missing out on the experience that you're there to have. Yes, that is everything. Like don't sacrifice your experience for the picture. And I feel Instagram kind of has brought that part and as aspect to the kind of travel world because you see all these videos of people hiking up a mountain and if you know the hike it's like I don't know a three four five ten hour hike sometimes and then they just like take off their clothes and put on their ball gown and yes I agree it looks gorgeous and stunning but we're also kind of setting the expectation of like oh if you just come with your dirty sweaty little backpack and you're it's not good enough it's not good enough because you don't look as pretty it's not as stunning it's not as gorgeous as these extravagant gorgeous pictures and I've also seen so many people come to a place 
movies and they're like oh but it's not like it looked in the pictures and then they're mm. disappointed by reality which is always heartbreaking to me because by now we know most pictures are edited and they have a gorgeous mm. filters and yes they do look beautiful and they you know bring out all the all the things and pictures gorgeous but we also have to remember reality doesn't always look like the picture oh yeah and I also feel like the weather has a big part to play in that as well yeah and it's also there's a few things actually so there's the weather and there's also where you've been just before so there was something that my husband and I coined the Fraser effect when we were traveling around Australia because we're from Sydney Australia and we left and traveled north first and went around anti-clockwise and so Fraser Island is like pretty much just you know a thumb up the coast from where we were so it was it was at the beginning of our trip I think we we're like a month in and we went to Fraser Island and I'd been there as a kid um, didn't really remember much of it, but I just remembered, oh my God, we had the best time at Fraser Island. Look at the photos. It looked beautiful, but I don't really remember much of that. Cause I think I was only like four or five at the time. And anyway, my husband had never been there before. He was excited. And our kids had obviously never been there before. And we went over there and it is the biggest sand island in the world. And it's a lot of sand driving. It's a lot of off-road driving in the middle of the island. Like there is a resort, but we took our camper over there and camped. And like there's wild dingoes that, you know, you've got to be really careful of. And, you know, there's a lot of sharks in the water. So there's only specific places you can swim. Like it's rough there. <laughs> it's an adventure, right? And so we went over there and the water that you swim in the middle of the island, there's a lake there called Lake Mackenzie, which is just made up of water drops, like of raindrops. Like that whole lake was made up of raindrops. It's beautiful. And there's this beautiful, you know, natural creek that runs through it that you can swim in as well. And there's just something about the energy of the land there as well, that it just, there's something that really fueled my life force energy. We want to go there again and we're planning on going there again really soon. So I'm excited for that. But it's just one of those places that you're like, what is this place? It is so beautiful. The water is amazing. The wildlife is amazing. You know, the people that we met there were amazing. We had just the best time exploring and doing like some of the things that you don't usually do. And then we left Fraser Island and we continued north and like, Queensland is amazing and beautiful but because we'd just been to like what we coined paradise <laughs> like one of the best places we'd ever been every place that we went to after that was kind of like oh this is nice this is nice oh I thought I was going to like this place more than what I did because I was so excited to come here but then it's like I've just come off a island of paradise that was just you know jaw jaw dropping breathtaking beautiful and then it's like also take that into consideration, like the order that you go and see things can affect the way that you see and experience the next place. That's one thing. And then also the weather. Like if you see photos of a place and it's beautiful sunny skies and bright blue seas and all of this sort of stuff, and then you go there on a cloudy day or when it's raining and you're like, oh, like, yeah, okay, the water's not that great. Maybe it's been raining for a few days and like all the, you know, the rubbish water that comes up and it's all like brown and a bit foamy and it's not clear and it's gross. Like, you know, that sort of thing. It's like, I remember we went to Yapoon in Queensland and we'd heard amazing things about Yapoon and about what's the name of the island there? Great Keppel Island. And we went across to Great Keppel Island there. And like we went there and it was, it was beautiful. But then at the same time, we're like, oh, like we thought this was going to be like extra. But I reminded my husband, I'm like, yeah, but it's overcast and it's kind of raining. It's like, it feels a bit bleh. 
you know, and that happened a few times. We'd go to places and we we're really excited for it. And then like the weather wasn't so great or we'd just been to somewhere that was like mind blowing and we weren't expecting it to be. And then we go to the next place and we're like, oh yeah, this is nice. It's okay. Yeah. I thought it was going to be. It happened to me so many times, especially with waterfalls. Like after having seen Iguazu oh, yeah. Falls in Brazil and Argentina, which are so gorgeous and so stunning, you go to Niagara Falls and you're like, yeah, it's a waterfall. Like, why is everyone <laughs> coming water over here? A rock. <laughs> like, what's the big deal about it? I don't get it, right? So I always yeah. have to remind myself to like, okay, forget what you've already experienced. And now focus on this, focus on this moment, this experience of all its components and make it the best Mm. possible. And it's a practice, but it works most of the time. It is, it is. And that's why I like, you know, I always come back to the traveler's mindset because I'm like, if I'd never been here before, like, what would I see? Because sometimes when we are comparing, we we automatically compare stuff all the time and we don't even realize we're doing it consciously. So that's why I step into that and I'm like if I'd never been here before if I had not known anything about it like hadn't created an expectation by seeing photos of it before or anything like that if I was never to come back here again like what do I see how does it make me feel where can I see the beauty in this place because sometimes it's unexpected too like I found beauty in the middle of like the Nullarbor which is like desert and you know my kids were swinging on this like swing in this creepy oh my god this playground in the middle of nowhere it was sunset it was creepy as it was like this old rundown like little park and it was like in the middle of nowhere and it was making this weird sound and I'm like I was getting creeped out and I'm like this is so creepy like I feel like I'm in the middle of a horror movie or something and then I was like okay Paula take a breath we're probably never going to be here again where's the beauty and I took some photos and there's some of my favorite photos like it was just so beautiful this like old park in the middle of nowhere with the sun setting it was like moments like that you can really change the way you experience something by like looking at what you're thinking and how that's making you feel and shifting that yeah so beautifully said and so important to remember while you're traveling so Paula Mm. the question that I always ask at the end what does living life fully mean to you especially now that you have amplified your aliveness after doing the lap around Australia? That is a really great question. To me, like living life to the fullest and having these big experiences that I've had thus far, like it fuels me to have more big experiences, to take more risks and to to really like chase my dreams. I mean, I know it sounds corny, but like those, those desires that you have and like the, you like, and I talk about this a lot, like your biggest, wildest dreams weren't given to you by accident. Like for me, it's like, it makes it even more important to keep going and to keep, you know, doing big things and not being like, okay, I did a big thing. I'm satisfied at the end. Like, no, like what else can I experience? For the rest of your life. (laughs) That was it. yeah, so many people are like, oh, well, I did that. I, I'm satisfied now. Like, I don't, I don't want to, you know, have any more. It's fine. Like, but no, it just, it really has fueled me to do more and to to keep going for things that I really, really want to do because it didn't look like we could travel at all before we did, and then we did it, and I was like, oh, okay, we can do things like this. Like, <laughs> now you know that you can do it. You can do it again. Exactly. Exactly. that's been so amazing i'm so excited for your next adventures on the wild roads <laughs> yes ah, i see what you did there <laughs> 
amazing podcast, by the way, for anyone that wants to listen in. I'll drop the link below in the show notes. This has been so good. I'm so grateful for you um, having been here again. Yes, thank you so much for inviting me on again, baby. It's always awesome talking to you. Thank you for listening to Explore to Evolve, the travel show. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family or anyone that would enjoy listening to Explore to Evolve, the travel show. And if you haven't already, please subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you would like to know more about Paula Ivy, she is on Instagram and on Facebook. You can find the links in the show notes. If you want to listen to her podcast that she's co-hosting with Shona Lee, you can find it everywhere where you find podcasts on The Wild Roads. It's a beautiful, very fun, very honest podcast. Super incredible conversations. I can totally recommend. And thank you again for listening to Explore to Evolve. I see you back next week.